It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What is up, guys? Bill Rossetti back with you guys on another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. It is Friday. Welcome to the end of another week here on the podcast as we get ready for Sunday's battle at Ford Field between the Carolina Panthers and the Detroit Lions. As always, of course, follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Rossetti. That's R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. Follow the podcast on iTunes. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your listening pleasure. It's all over the place. And, of course, as always, Locked On Panthers brought to you by MyBookie. Remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON to get your first deposit matched up to $1,000. So that's a lot of free play. And if you wait until 7 p.m., because MyBookie wants to give you the best service possible, which they do with their great customer service, their great... Uh, in-game live betting, the fantasy over-unders, all kinds of great player perks. And if you deposit after 7 p.m. and use the promo code LOCKEDON25, you get the extra $25 in free play on deposits of at least $100. So, I mean, a lot of lot of uh, free play available. I mean, a lot of house money. Who doesn't love playing with house money? And look, you know, Thanksgiving is right around the corner, and then... We're actually a, a week from today is Black Friday, so I'm sure a lot of you will start your holiday shopping very soon. So, wouldn't it? It certainly never hurts to have a little extra holiday spending cash, right? So, my bookie could be the place to do it. Uh, and of course, Friday, you know the drill. We go to my bookie, run through all the games against the spread, and straight up make our picks. But first, of course, we will run through at least the first two days of practice, at least in terms of the practice reports, as we prep for Sunday's game. A look at who's been practicing, who's likely in, who's likely out, and then kind of go from there. First, though, there was a little bit of new, or a little bit of roster news with the Panthers. They actually released defensive back Josh Hawkins. And they brought back Kenyon Barner. So yet another another stint for Kenyon Barner with the Carolina Panthers. So they've been a little busy in terms of the running back position. Of obviously, as we know, they released C.J. Anderson and brought in Tavares Cadet, and now they've returned Kenyon Barner. So. A little bit of uh, moving and shaking, you know, maybe some special teams help there, particularly, of course, with Kenyon Barner, maybe give him some looks as they have in the past at returner. So should be interesting uh, to see how they uh, how they utilize these two, possibly this week and then going forward. But as we look now at the practice reports, starting, of course, with the Panthers, uh for the most part, the Panthers are pretty healthy. There's not a lot of names on the injury report. In fact, there's only four names total across the entire injury report so far, and the only player that has not been practicing this week 
is Torrey Smith as he continues to rehab from that knee injury. But other than that, it's only Ryan Khalil with the ankle injury, Cam Newton with that right shoulder, and Greg Olson with the foot were listed as limited participants. And if you guys have been following, you know that Newton and Olsen have kind of been running this uh, routine all season long. They, they've pretty much every week have been limiting them as – or have been listing them as limited. So – Obviously, no concern there because they just end up being right out there on the field, performed well on Sundays anyway. So no concerns there. So, you know, for and, – and again, you know, save for – because you still have Darrell Williams on the IR. You still have Matt Khalil on IR. But other than that, I mean, for Week 11 and to only have four players listed on the injury report and only one not practicing is – really good typically you see a couple more players and, and you'll see with the lions who are a little bit more banged up than the panthers so the fact that and remember you know keep in mind of course they did uh cancel the actual practice it was just more of a walkthrough yesterday because of all the rain and, and by the way luckily you got if you guys are down in the Carolinas, at least you are only dealing with rain. So not not too bad. Obviously bad enough that they had to make a change in practice, but uh, at least it's only rain. Up here in PA, we got a ton of snow, probably about 10 inches of snow, a little bit of ice as well. So we got hit pretty hard. Uh, we had you know a little bit of flurries. Here and there over the last couple weeks, but this was the first big snowfall of the winter season. And trust me, I am not a fan of it, so I'd rather just have that rain that was down there. But getting back on course, uh, so again, but still, the, the fact that there's not a whole lot of players listed on the injury report for this late in the season is really a a great sign, I would say. Uh, so if we get into the Lions, like I said, they are a little bit more banged up than the Panthers. They actually have, and there's also a note that Detroit conducted a walkthrough on Wednesday. So the Wednesday practice report is an estimation. But if we look at Thursday, because they simply, or at least the page that I'm looking at, it's the same thing Thursdays as on Wednesday. So we'll basically just look at Thursday. They have three players that did not practice on Thursday, and that was wide receiver Marvin Jones with a knee injury. And we talk, talked a little bit about him. You know, Matt mentioned him briefly in that injury on the crossover on Wednesday. Tight end Michael Roberts with a shoulder injury, and defensive tackle Ashawn Robinson listed with an ankle injury. So they did not practice. They have not practiced. Um, the biggest name on their ob. I think you could say is Marvin Jones because as we've talked myself on, on this podcast and when we talked to Matt on the crossover, this offense is definitely weaker without Golden Tate. And now if you lose Marvin Jones, that further limits what you can do on offense. I mean, 
Kenny Galladay is a good talent, there's no doubt, but there's really not a lot. You're, you're probably relying on TJ Jones, at least if you're looking at the wide receiver depth chart, uh, to kind of step in as maybe the number two role if Marvin Jones can go. You're probably also looking more at utilizing Theoretic a lot more out of the backfield in the passing game. But again, it, it kind of... It probably limits Detroit a lot more than they already are now that they don't have Golden Tate. So if Marvin Jones can't go, that's going to be an issue. Um, you know, Michael Roberts has had a so-so seed, you know, pretty quiet. Like Matt said, the tight end position hasn't really been effective in Detroit. And then Ashawn Robinson, you know, that's just a little bit of depth there uh, behind guys like uh, Snacks Harrison and Ricky Jean Francois on the defensive line. So uh, they're they're banged up, and we know they're playing. They've been playing rough, so things aren't really looking good for the Lions. And again, that's just talking about the guys that were limited and or the players that were out. And speaking of Snacks Harrison, he was limited on Thursday with a shoulder injury, as was Ziggy Ansah, also with a shoulder. Linebacker Eli Harold with a shoulder. A lot of shoulder injuries, too. Ziggy Ansah, Eli Harold, Snacks Harrison, and tight end Luke Wilson, all listed with shoulder injuries, all were limited on Thursday, as were linebacker Jalen Reeves-Mabin with a neck injury and cornerback Darius Slay with a knee injury. Now, Slay, at least he's practicing, so I'm going to say he gives it a go, but... Um, not being a full participant, you have to watch how that's going to hamper him a little bit. And I mentioned you, you could argue if you take all the corners from both these games, or both of these teams, there's no doubt that Darius Slay is probably considered the best of the bunch. So if he's limited, that's going to play a little bit into the Panthers' favor. You know, you're like he. Targeting guys, whether it's Nevin Lawson or Jalen Tabor, wh whatever the case may be. Uh, but, it, and like we said on the crossover, it's just, it just seems very messy right now in Detroit. Uh, and e even for Matt Patricia, it, it really seems like there's a lot of... I guess you could say animosity, a lot of, um, I don't know what word I want to use, but you see kind of the the back and forths lately in the press conferences between Matt Patricia and reporters, and it seems like, whether it's fans or maybe even some beat writers, that it seems like Patricia is already starting to rub people the wrong way, and some are already starting to question the hiring of Matt Patricia. Now, I don't think Detroit's going to fire him after one season. I think they at least want to give this a little bit of time, kind of see this thing through and see what Patricia can do. Can he bring this team back? And again, we... The offense being limited, 
that's not really a, a reflection on Patricia because we know he really doesn't uh, have too much control over that. That's kind of more Jim Bob Cooter. But, and, you know, in the end, it is a reflection on Matt Patricia. So going forward, it'll be interesting to watch what what Detroit does as far as um, working with Patricia and how Patricia can build this team back up. Obviously, the early returns aren't good. And at least for this season, it looks like it's only going to get worse because I really don't see how Detroit hangs in there at this one. I, I think this will be a, a fairly easy game, I think, for the Panthers. And I think the score prediction I gave on the crossover was something like 31-14, I think I said. So I, I really don't see too many issues here for the Panthers, even on the road. And, you know, they're looking to make a statement after that throttling in Pittsburgh. So uh, things are just going to continue to go downhill, at least for now, in Detroit. But again, we'll see if De or if Patricia can start to turn things around and maybe start to get more of his guys and build this team the way he really wants to. So that'll be something to keep an eye on. But again, as, as far as the game goes, like I said, I, I, I just think this is going to be a good day for Carolina. I think they could be able to really do whatever they want on offense. And I think the defense is going to get after Stafford. Um, we discussed we discussed the offensive line play for Detroit and how it's been kind of shaky. So I think the Panthers are ready to, to tee off on Stafford. And, um, you know, if they're already limited without some of their playmakers, them getting to Stafford is just going to make make things it's, – it's going to make Sunday a long day for the Lions and Lions fans. So, like I said, I think 31-14 is – you know, that, that's going to be my score prediction. You know, the, the Lions might get a couple. Maybe they get a bomb to Kenny Galladay. But overall, I, I just think the Panthers are going to control this game on both sides of the ball. I I don't think the Lions are really going to be able to generate too much on offense. And, I mean, I, I said the other day that, you know, the, the Lions will be fighting for all they have because they know that if they lose this one, it pretty much ends their season because it would put them at three and seven but again on the other side Carolina coming off the loss uh, they're at least trying to keep pace with the Saints in the NFC South and trying to keep a hold on one of the wild card spots in the NFC they were certainly helped yesterday by the fact that well I guess I can't really say that because uh, Green Bay and Seattle are were both in the wild card mix, so but in a way at least it meant one of the teams would be a little further back in the race. And that of course wound up being Green Bay, who now sits at four, five, and one. Seahawks now five and five. And remember, Seattle comes to Carolina in week twelve. So if you were watching the game yesterday, that was a chance for you to do a little bit of advanced scouting for next week. But still, that's an important. That'll be an important game too because it's against a team that is trying to chase the Panthers for 
one of those wild card spots. But obviously, you don't want to look ahead. You don't want to look past the Lions because that's what's going to – you start doing that, we know how much it can get a team in trouble. But I don't think the Panthers will do that. I think the loss to Pittsburgh was kind of a wake-up call, and they'll f focus all their attention on Detroit, and they'll come away uh, big winners. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So we'll take a quick break, come back, and week 11 picks. It's my bookie time, but first, shout out, of course, to our buddies over at LoKi, of course, Loki and their game day collection, the bracelets with all the NFL teams, and you've got Major League Baseball, you've got the National Hockey League, you've got college, so you've got all time all kinds of teams to choose from, and a chance to save yourself a little bit of money. Remember, the bracelets themselves hold the water from Mount Everest and the mud from the Dead Sea, which are the highest and the lowest points. Or I'm sorry, mud. Mud from Mount Everest and the water from the Dead Sea, which are the highest and the lowest points on Earth, to give you a daily reminder to have that balance in life between all the highs and the lows. Remember, you can go to LOKI, that's L-O-K-A-I.com, and use the promo code PANTHERS25 to save 25% off of your order. <laughs> Try that again. 25% off your entire order, off the entire game day collection using the promo code PANTHERS25. So if you want one of those cool Panthers bracelets for yourself, just visit LOKI.com, L-O-K-A-I, promo code PANTHERS25, and get 25% off the price. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so it's my bookie time, week 11 edition here on the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti of Panthers Wire with you guys as we will now run through the slate of games before Thanksgiving. It's hard to believe it's we're less than a week from Thanksgiving already. Can you believe it? Uh, so if you guys are getting ready to celebrate Thanksgiving, of course, uh, enjoy it and obviously we'll touch more on it as we get closer likely not going to do a pod on thursday uh, i'll be quite busy actually actually i'm going to be working on thanksgiving so un unfortunate for me so but of course we'll we'll get into that as we get closer to thanksgiving but week 11 picks actually the first one on the list as i'm looking at the my bookie games is panthers lions and Obviously, I've already given my score, so you have an idea which way I'm leaning. 
Panthers are minus five right now on my bookie. So obviously I'm taking the Panthers minus five there. Cowboys and Lions, or yeah, Cowboys and Lions, I'm sorry. Cowboys are in Atlanta to take on the Falcons. Falcons are minus three and a half. Uh, Cowboys coming off the big win over the Eagles on Sunday night, which was pretty surprising. I thought the Eagles would look much better, but boy, did they look pretty flat. Falcons, whew, I don't know what's going on with them. They're easily... They're probably my biggest disappointment this season because, I mean, for one reason, uh, they were my Super Bowl pick. They At first I had Saints versus Steelers. Now I'm kind of wishing I would have kept that because the Saints are obviously flying high while the Falcons have been kind of grounded. But in this one, I will go with the Falcons, but I'm going to... Take the Cowboys against the spread. I'm going to say this one's a little closer than three and a half. I could see this being like maybe a two or a three-point game. So I'll take the Cowboys with the plus three and a half, but the Falcons to win straight up. Vikings and Bears, which of course is now the Sunday night game. Big, big one in the NFC North. Bears are actually favored at minus two and a half. But... This, I I like the Vikings to go in there and beat the Bears. It, you know, this game I think is going to prove, or it's it's going to answer the question: Are the Bears ready for prime time? You know, we've seen them in a couple prime time games, some good, some bad. But of course, I also mean, you know, this is a big game where they have a chance to really distance themselves in the NFC North. The Packers have already lost. The Bears have a chance to pick up a game on the Vikings in the North race. And of course, with uh, with the quick turnaround playing on Thursday against the Lions. Uh, but, I mean, I, I like the Vikings in this position. I think having the experience of all these big games uh, and being... You know, being that they're, all, they're getting the two and a half, I, I like the Vikings to go in there and and get the win here Sunday night. Uh, Eagles in New Orleans taking on the Saints. Saints are minus 10. Never thought we'd be in a position where we'd be seeing the Eagles as a 10-point underdog. And you know what? I'm going to take the Saints to cover. The, w- the way the Eagles have been playing on both sides of the ball, off you know, not just the defense, but the offense has been struggling as well. Which is really surprising given, obviously, what they had last year and even early in the season. But, of course, injuries have played a factor in that. I I just don't know how the Eagles are going to hang in this one. I I think the Saints win this one pretty handily. So I'll I'll take them and I'll take them to cover the 10-point spread. Titans at the Colts. Colts are a one-point favorite. Uh, But both teams have been playing well, but... I think the Titans have turned the corner here. I think they've finally figured things out on offense. I mean, look at last week, just the way they dominated against New England. So I'll take Tennessee to go into Indy and come away with the victory. Texans, minus 3.5 at Washington. I will take Houston. Of course, they're coming off the bye. I think the Redskins are going to start to come back to earth a little bit. 
That's why I don't think the Eagles are out of the division race yet, especially with the two games still coming against the Redskins. But I think I'm going to say the Texans go into Washington and cover that three-and-a-half-point spread. Buccaneers at the Giants. Giants minus one-and-a-half. I mean, and it's not often we would see the Giants as a favorite, but I think we're going to take advantage. I think we'll take the Giants at home as the favorite and have them cover the spread. I mean, boy, the Buccaneers have just been rough the last couple weeks. Things have not been good. I mean, look look, look no further than last. Last week was just a, a perfect example of how unlucky or just bad things have been in Tampa Bay. The fact that they had 500 yards of offense and scored only three points. So I'll take the Giants at home here. And I will take them to cover that one and a half point spread. Broncos at the Chargers. Chargers are minus seven and a half. Chargers have just been playing fantastic ball of late. Uh, starting to prove people right as far as them being a sleeper Super Bowl contender. And I think they roll in this one. I'll, I'll take them with the seven and a half. Raiders at the Cardinals. Cardinals are minus six and a half. Raiders are just an absolute mess. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they lose out and finish one and fifteen. I'll take the Cardinals, uh, but I'll say this will be close. I'll, I'll say it's closer than a touchdown. I'll I'll take the Raiders with the points, but I'll take the Cardinals straight up. And then the Steelers at the Jaguars. Steelers are minus six and a half, uh, and I'll t- I'll take them to cover that spread. Uh, there, there's another disappointment too. The Jaguars, you know, final four last year. Here they are now at three and six, possibly finishing la- right now. They're last in the division. And then it's the big one: the Chiefs and the Rams on Monday night. Rams are minus three, and again, this this game now in Los Angeles after the field in Mexico City was absolutely atrocious. There's and right now the over under on here is 63 and a half, which would be the highest over under for for an NFL game. Um, by the way, I'd probably take the over. You know, that's I I I bet you this ends up maybe like a 28-24 type game. But you know what? I'm gonna take Kansas City. I'm gonna say. Because we've seen if there's one weakness with the Rams, it's Marcus Peters. And I wouldn't be surprised if Patrick Mahomes just goes after him and throws a few more touchdown passes. I'm going to say Kansas City goes into L.A. and comes away with the victory. And they're the team that leaves Los Angeles 10-1. and So there are my picks for Week 11 of the National Football League season. And that's how we'll wrap it up here this week on the Locked On Panthers podcast. As always, really do appreciate all the support from the new followers, the old followers, and everyone in between. Thank you so much for your continued support. Hope to keep hope to keep you guys here and hope you guys keep checking this out. I mean, it's hard to believe we've only got six weeks left in the season. I mean, we're rolling. Obviously, you know, hopefully we'll have some playoff football to talk about. But um, you know, like I said, it's, it's just hard to believe that. Next week is Thanksgiving already, so before you know it, it'll be Christmas, and we'll be talking drafts soon as well. 
you know, hopefully not too soon. You know, maybe we'll touch a little bit here and there just to start to get you guys up to speed. But at least in terms of the on-field product, hopefully we'll at least have some playoff football to talk about, maybe a couple games to talk about instead of just one and done like last year. But uh, as always, enjoy the game. And, of course, as I like to wrap it up here on Friday, check out the NFL map to let you guys know who is making the call for the game. Of course, it is a 1 o'clock start on Fox. It, of course, is regional action, as most of the country will have Dallas at Atlanta. Uh, For the record, my area, which is Northeast PA, will actually get Tampa Bay at the Giants. But uh, Carolina-Detroit is a regional game. And hope you guys liked... Kenny Albert and Rondé Barber because you got them again. They have the call for Panthers and Lions. Uh, And for those curious, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman will be in New Orleans for the Saints against the Eagles. So that'll do it. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the weekend. We'll be back Monday to wrap it up and talk about either the 7-3 Panthers or the 6-4 Panthers as we begin preparation for the Seattle Seahawks. Until next time, Bill Rossetti signing off. Thanks so much for listening, and keep it locked here on LOP. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.